Hey guys, this is Jess. And this is Gil. Plus finesse. And welcome to Culture, Culture Theory. Theory. Yo, he's in on this, bro. Like, that was good. It's that hive mind. We that cultivating creativity, the vibes, all that. That's oh, yeah, so I'm good. To yeah. Oh my God. All right, guys. This is great. This is um if you guys are a Patreon patron, then you would have heard the bonus episode with finesse. That we did talking about some stuff that I'm not gonna tell you because yeah. uh, you that's only on for, it's only for our Patreon patrons or Patreon theorists at the ten dollar and up level, and you become a Patreon theorist at culture. Nope, not not our website, not our <laughs> website. Patreon.com/slash culture theory. All right, guys. So how was your week? Let's start with our guest finesse. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Oh my, my god, I'm a rapper, finesse. guys. I'm a rapper. We got our guest finesse. He about to tell us what the mess is for the week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I was just really excited. Like, um, I've just been thinking about what's what I have going on, what I'm like trying to do going forward, and it's just been really exciting trying to get things off the ground. So, hell yeah! What's the most exciting thing about what you want to do? Which we'll talk about more in a minute. But what's what's what 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 most excites you about like what you're trying to get into, like this endeavor? Um, just putting forth the effort to live my dream. Okay. Yeah, I think Hell that's the yeah. exciting part about it. Hell build yeah. Build a community. Yo, how are you going to quit? What, what are you going to do when you quit your job? Like, what? Like, let's say whatever you're trying to do now, right? It's it's going to be like end all be all. You're going to do this for the rest of your life. How are you quitting? I'm going to walk in with a microphone. Okay. I'm going to drop it and I'm going to walk the fuck out. No, you got to you got to add something. It's got to be spicier than that. It's got to be spicy. Mean? That's that's like I'm talking about like shitting on somebody's desk. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought about that, but I always liked the workplaces that I worked. So it's yeah, like, you know what I'm saying. Like you, it work with those people outside of work too. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you also sometimes you just want to make sure that you don't burn bridges. So I feel like you know at the same time, even though it's one of those phases that I would definitely like move out of and leave and do other things, um, you still want to have that relationship to fall back on or even if you know there's maybe they end up doing something different and you still want to interact with those people and then you know maybe collab later on in the future you definitely want to still have those avenues open okay so not shitting on desk maybe knocking over like a, a counter like uh, like an end cap or yeah. like you know the little gift card stands well something like that like give them something to do you know i, I would mean? do like drop all the gift cards yes yo oh, there's a the giant one it's literally like Six feet long. It has two worst. sides and end caps. It's not the whole bitch. You try to pick it up and you can't because you just try to scrape the ground. <laughs> <laughs> bundle all of them yeah. together in a pile and start lifting them up and like some of them just fall out and shit. Oh, oh hell yeah. You gotta do something like that. All right. That's sweet. What about you, girl? How's your week? My week is pretty good. I had a good week. Um, nothing too crazy. A uh, little light week on the working and editing, but all in all is good. Right. Good week. So this is the highlight of my week, right? So obviously at this point that we're recording, last night we found out that Mr. Joe Biden is our new president-elect, which I was super stoked about. So I actually recorded this little part of um, his like winning speech. I don't know what it was called, but um, I had this part on here and it brought literal joy to my heart to hear this. And I got like, I almost got teary-eyed, but this is. He said, Joey, keep the faith. And our grandmother, when she was alive, she yelled, no, Joey, spread it. Spread the faith. God love you all. May God bless America. And may God protect our church. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Y'all. And I know it sounds stupid. It was like at the very end. But 
it was just like, you know, don't keep the faith, spread it. Yes. And I was like, yo, we're going to have some real fucking change in this bitch. Like, I'm I'm very excited for the future of this country. And I think with everything that's happened in like 2020, especially and all the things that we've seen and the real like we've known a lot of these things about our country and the people living in it. But I think it we saw it like head first, like no one was hiding anymore. Mm-hmm. And so seeing all this stuff this year, it just like it made me hungry. Like I vote and I I, I vote regularly. But I made sure to go to all my local elections, like even the election prior to the presidential. Like I voted because I was like, yo, I didn't I never realized how important it was and how how much we can help impact a lot of the shit that we've seen this year. So I'm just like yeah, he has a lot of work. I forgot who it was, um, but it's somebody who's a political uh, figurehead. He's like, I'm giving Joe Biden 24 hours to con- to pretty much study the 94 crime bill and the other things that he were he pretty much started doing I forget the name of the other bill it was uh some of the things that pretty much made it hard for black men in america he's like i'm giving him 24 hours to study this because it's like i feel like joe biden now has to atone for some of the stuff that he did and said and now he has the ability to because he's president he has the ability to pardon a lot of people because trump pardoned so i think he's he pardoned the most people ever when as a president and he did a lot as far as like taking taking people um uh charges away and joe biden has a lot of people so does kamala harris uh they have a lot of work to do and it's hopeful because trump i feel like he did some of the stuff just to appease certain crowds like getting little wayne getting little pump and getting kanye west and kim kardashian in his little circle but now I feel like Joe Biden has the ability to get a whole demographic of young people to realize, OK, this is a man who did a lot of damage in the past. And now he's in power right now. He has a lot of ability to help push us forward. Right. And he has the ability to now with Kamala Harris. Like, I know she's going to be pushing that. I'm most excited yeah. about having a yes, black her. female VP. Yes. You know she's going to be running shit like you know it. So, a doctor, by the way. She has ooh. a doctorate in uh, education. Oh. Yes. Oh, my God. Someone who knows about education who can probably give us, you know, actual, you know, real change as far as, you know, not having the worst educational system in the world. You mean like that? Yes. You mean someone who knows what they're doing, mm-hmm. put in a position of power? And God, my, my thing is, he's, he's very much a traditionalist, uh, Joe Biden is. But he's not afraid of new ideas. Right. Like having come up. Keep fucking saying that wrong. Kamala. 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 Kamala Harris as a VP. That to me was like, okay, you listened to what people were saying. We were saying we're tired of the whole typical trope. Old white dude. I'm sick and tired of old white dudes. I'm done. They're very much stuck in their ways. Not all of them, but most of them, especially the ones that are in office. They're stuck in their ways. And Kamala Harris is here. To pretty much shake things up to help push Joe Biden in the right direction. He has somebody to because if you don't if you don't know, the VP really is the one that's controlling most of the shit. They're really doing most of everything. Sometimes. It's like when you go to the doctors, it's a doctor. But mm-hmm. who do you see? The nurse. The nurse. Yes. The right. Right. Like, exactly. the, like even for uh, the pharmacy, like the farm tech is doing most of the stuff. The, uh, the pharmacist just signs the shit. off. Right. Exactly. So the VP does a lot and i feel like kamala harris is just going to be working them 
Timberland boots off. Like she's just going to be <laughs> hustling and shuffling and crip walking everywhere. And I'm, I'm excited to see it. Hell yeah. Shit. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. So now we're going to get into our Poddex question of the week. So every week we read off Poddex questions uh, made by a creator, <gasps> Travis. What's his last name? Travis Brown. Travis Brown. Yeah. He's not so brown, dope. but his last name is. <laughs> but yeah, Travis Brown, the creator of Pod Decks, always has these really, really dope decks. So today we're going to be reading out of the What the Heck deck. I mm-hmm. like that. Yes. It sounds like Inspected deck. Mm-hmm. The What the Heck deck. It's like Gil and Jess and Finesse. Right. <laughs> reading the What the Heck deck. Yeah. Oh, damn, I couldn't think of anything else to rhyme with that. Um, so if you see it, it's the green. It's the green box. Yes. It's the green box. All right. So our guest Finesse is going to read us our Pod Deck question of the week. All right, so uh, this one says, describe your sense of humor in one word. We did this one previously. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what I said, though. Dark. I, think I said dark, dark yeah, and dark. you agreed. Yes, yeah, 100%. Just dark. And there's so many times where I'll just say, well, actually, we'll let you answer first. Yes, we'll let you answer. I feel like mine would be uh, cryptic. Ooh, explain. Like I'll, explain yeah, like that. I'll say stuff that only makes sense when you've seen like or know about other things otherwise it just makes absolutely no sense those are, like, the, those are the best because um i i pretty much do the same thing like i would say a joke about content like content creator joke to people who are content creators or i'll say uh, like what's bigger four gigs or four thousand right <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> something like that or like for haitians like we'll say haitian something like um welcome george like no you idea. would say, I'll yeah, say something like that, and people were like, "Oh yeah, I forgot you're Haitian." Or like, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I was like, "Let me go check my figgy leave." <laughs> figgy leave is Facebook. It's That's literally the words "face" and "book," and then it's a joke to Haitian American person who's using social media, and it's it's funny because this person is Haitian American and they're using social media, and it's cryptic in the same way as like, I'm only going to say this joke to this person, and it'll apply yeah. to that person. Those are the best. You know yeah. My favorite cryptic joke joke is hmm. what's funnier than funny twenty four. What? What's funnier than twenty four? Twenty five. Twenty five. What? I don't get it. It's from SpongeBob. So they were in class, oh, yes. and they're supposed to be paying that. attention, and they're like telling me quiet, and he's like, <laughs> <"What's>, <laughs> it's "Yo, than yo." So Rand, there's this older guy that I work with at the warehouse. He's a SpongeBob fan, just like me. And uh, there's sometimes I'll see him on the other side of the building. My leg! I was just shocked. <laughs> My <there>. leg! <laughs> He's oh, man. so funny. Oh, gosh. SpongeBob is timeless. It is. Yes. The new one is weird. The new. Yeah. But the old ones from like, I don't know, I was like nine. Yes. You know, the funny thing is, is when it first came out and I was in school, like, I didn't like it. I thought it was like one of the dumbest fucking shows. Shut up. I really? I thumb too. I thought it was When I was in like, when, I don't remember when it came, when it first came out. I was like, okay, we. I stole cable. Like, I gotta tell you the story about how I stole cable. <laughs> so, yeah, I stole cable as a kid, and um, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna do all the Nickelodeon shows, Disney's, all that shit. And I was like, I don't get any of this. Like, I'm watching uh, Toonami. Like, I'm a big anime fan. Hell I'm, yeah, I'm watching Toonami, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck about Gundams. No, no, no. I don't you give lost a fuck me. About you lost me. You lost me. You I don't give me. a fuck about this whole. <laughs> you lost uh, me. He's, Zoid he's shit. He's leaving. You now. lost me. I'm like, what? It, I stole this shit for no reason. And then I'm watching SpongeBob and I'm like, this shit is gay. <laughs> this shit is dumb. I'm watching Disney Channel. I'm like, I don't get any of this. And then later on, as I grew 
and experience life a little bit more. I'm like, oh, this shit slapped. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, was, I was I was dumb. Uh, that was that joke. Oh shit, this is not for kids. Right? You know, it's, it's a lot of the shows like that. Like, uh, what's what's that show? Um, ah, oh, crap. It's the Animaniacs. Animaniacs had a oh, lot of yes. adult jokes. Yes, in they them. did. And it was like, why is this on TV? But as a kid, you're just watching. Yeah, you're not kid. even laughing. You don't even you're know like watching. what half the shit is. Yeah. It's just it's more visual for children and like audio audible for like adults. Mm-hmm. It's like I'll be in the kitchen and I'm like, what, did they just say that? There's a plenty other shows like a movie's um, Frozen. There was like a Seth joke in Frozen, and I don't remember. and I'm like, whoa, that that just happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. man, I must have missed it. I watched that movie like a million times with my daughter really yeah i don't I, like that movie. she did a lot I, of like the we frozen did, like, the singing and shit. only reason why i watch frozen for the millionth time is because my wife likes it and my wife loves disney movies like she all right so we watched endgame maybe ten thousand times <laughs> 2001 maybe this weekend mm. and it's like we watch it and then it's because i don't know it feels good I think the only part about Endgame that I liked was when uh, Captain America got the hammer. Other than that, like I prefer Infinity War. I didn't like the whole time. You just watched that last night too. I don't like Marvel movies. No, you lost me. (laughs) I just I just watched Star Wars like last year. I really (laughs) well Star Wars for me is like I just watched it one time and I'm like I I would watch it when it came out, but I never was a fan. I'm like okay, these are good. But just I just like, don't like American hero, like American comic heroes. I don't enjoy. I don't. I don't like it. I don't yeah. get why everybody likes it. I well, don't. For me, it's because like like I, I saw Black Panther, thinking that I would be more invested. And Black Panther is a good movie, though. but I wouldn't watch it again. Like it's I have different. no. No, that's that's just the Lion King for adults. It's it's different <laughs> because it like for me, I had these comic books growing up as a kid, and it was something that I had to like hide because due to my you know, my religion and stuff. So I had these Iron Man. It's not Man, a religion. It's a cult, but okay. It's a cult, yeah. <laughs> Iron Man, Venom, Spider-Man, Black Panther. I had Blade comics. So this was like, I'm reading the pages, and then yeah. it's childhood Gil seeing these things in fruition. Like, I remember watching Blade back in the day. Even the Hulk, Iron yeah. Man, the Avengers, the old movies. Horrible. Yeah. I'm watching as a kid, like, this does not look good. This is horrible. Maybe in a few years it will. And then a few years now, I was like, wow, that's... Yeah, that whole great. thing took off. Like yeah. it was, yeah, that was great. I really, um, and then I just like the way that they did it, the the way that it was implemented. Because it's not just one movie. It's not like this is Iron Man and this is the Iron Man movie. It's like they're laying the groundworks. We're making Iron Man, and Iron Man is the key to success for the Avengers. And they made all of them connect. And it was like they made all the movies place. connect. It was perfect. That's the thing I like about it. Because you can watch all, you can watch one of the movies, and you'd be like, "Oh, that's, that's wait, that's happening while that's happening," and they yeah. all connect. That's maybe I just have to watch them once, but I still don't no, see yeah, the. But the thing is, you all, can't like, watch movies. all of them. No, and they, they don't make it that way. You can't just watch. You know, I'm just gonna watch Doctor Strange. Well, if you watch Doctor Strange, you gotta watch uh, Ragnarok because Ragnarok continues from that. Mm, that's one of the ones you could probably leave out. Yeah, but it's still. There's a, a few small questions. there's a small part of that movie that like adds to the whole entirety of everything. Um, but it's it's definitely one of the ones that you can kind of leave out. Yeah, but it's still good though. Like yeah. Ragnarok was like the the director was the guy who made um 
The director is actually the guy who's Gort. Hey, mate. Um, I don't remember any of their names. Yeah. Uh, the one that kind of talks like this. The one that was Thor. Good guy. Korg. Korg. Yes. Yeah. So he's the director. He's actually in the movie. He directs a lot of... Uh, he he directed the movie, some interview with the vampire type of stuff. It's really dope. He's a really good director. That was a good movie. Mm-hmm. The um, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. That's old. No, nah, y'all ask me if it's not a K drama or something. I'm not. So, really but super going back, I, th- I don't think he directed that movie. Maybe he did it. Maybe he did it. But my thing is, the comic book movie genre excites me because I know what's going to happen in a few years, baby. Anime is about to hit the big screen, and it yes. excites me. But it's, it's weird. I like anime and manga. Like that excites me. It's just the way the storytelling in. Asian countries and the storytelling of America is very different. Yes. And I feel like in Asian countries, it's a lot more compelling and a lot more emotional, which mm-hmm. I like, I resonate with a lot more. Yeah, definitely. So, so that kind of shit gets me. Like when I tell people like, you can pay me to watch an American soap opera, but I watch the fuck out of a K drama just because the story's actually good. Like in America, it's all about deceit and getting over on someone and someone's always dying or getting cheated on or whatever. And but in K dramas, although it's unrealistic, it's still very much everything that you've ever desired happening and, and, and you're seeing it happen. Like who wants to be cheated on and then find out that their cousin died, but their cousin was actually their brother. And like, that's, Yes. I don't want that to actually happen. Like, K dramas are like, you know, fantasies that you would have in real life coming to fruition. So I, it's like really interesting in that way. I think also what it is is that they like a lot of um, Japanese stuff, like, it gets you invested in the characters. What, what yes. anime do you watch? Uh, psh, like, I've watched what like a bunch of. Delete my web browser history. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, Bible like black. No, <laughs> no, like I, I watched the whole thing of Bleach. I watched stuff like uh, Initial D, um, Princess Mononoke. Like hell yeah, yeah. So like, I, mean, I, I was getting my wife to uh, like for I've been an anime fan. Gundam, Gun, yeah, Gundam <laughs> Seed and Gundam Double O. Those are one of my favorites. Yeah, but. I try to get my hey, wife if to you're watch. a fan of Gundam, I'm sorry, really quick. Which Gundam is this? My tattoo mm. artist just like did this one. I don't watch Gundam, so I have no idea which Gundam this is. Uh, let me go take a look. I think that was zero. Someone said uh, it looks like Samurai Pizza Cats, which I didn't no, know that was a thing. It's and a then thing. I looked it up. I look, it, it, it does. Doesn't look like it at all. I got Samurai Pizza Cats a lot. I just don't know which Gundam. Like which Gundam is that? I'm like, uh. No, that's not Samurai Pizza Cats. But that's probably. I keep looking at Garnet because I have a feeling that she thick. Oh, she's. Dumb thick. <laughs> yeah. This Garnet looks like Edith, the first photo shoot we ever did with her, and she had that like fro. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I don't know which I don't know which one this is. Hmm. Gotta figure that out. Yeah. But as far as like anime and storytelling, I try to get my wife to watch some anime and she's just like, Oh, this is not for me. Then I um started watching this anime called Shield Hero. I saw that. The yeah. show was dope. Yeah. Uh, so are you familiar with Isekai? Here we go. Here we go. Always talking about easy guy. I have to like. I have to like. So you've seen Sword Sword Art Online? Yes. Those are isekais. Getting stuck in a game is a genre now. So Shield Hero, she saw me watching it, and she's like, "This sounds." She was listening to. Was like, "This sounds dope." Put it on the TV, and she fell in love with it. She fell in love with the idea of a character. uh, The main, like, no spoilers. I guess spoiler. It's the first episode. Doesn't really matter. He gets stuck into his world and 
the the world people are like so he gets stuck into a world with like five other random dudes around Japan and they're in Japan not the same time but in different universes of Japan different multiverses so they're like five heroes and they all have a weapon staff sword four yeah four staff sword bow and a shield so it's four guys and um one of them gets the main character uh Nalfami, he gets charged for like was it murder stealing uh no they set him up they it, basically just set him up and then you yeah know. they set him up and then that's the first episode they set him up they said that he did this thing and um it's fucked up and it's just not your typical story and then instead of him like this typical trope is oh i'm gonna prove my innocence i'm gonna be the hero it's like, like fuck anti-hero. you i'm gonna yeah. be a fucking i'm gonna be a dick fuck y'all and Gil it, loves that shit. I love. He that loves shit. like the dark side of yes. anything. Oh my! Like I love that shit. And it was, and she just fell in love with it. She just started watching it with me. And then the episodes, like she would watch the dubbed, and then the dub didn't catch up to this specific episode that she wanted to watch. I'm like, you know, it's time to watch that sub, baby. She's like, yeah, I yeah. guess I'm gonna have to read, nigga. She started <laughs> reading the subs, and I was like, see that? This was great. And she's like. Actually, with the subs, I feel like I absorbed a lot more knowledge. There's more like, yes. emotion. There's more emotion. Because when because they try to cater it also to the country that it's being translated into. So some of the jokes or the meanings of things don't translate. Mm-hmm. And so it's not really the true meaning of it. Like even if you look at a direct, like a real translation of something versus mm-hmm. a, a sub or a dub in the U.S., it's a completely different conversation sometimes. It's, it's because our language is stupid. Yeah, it is. It our really language is. language is really dumb. There was a... I got to find this thing. Wait, I read it. Pop Team Epic is a really good example of that. So I don't know if either of you watch Pop Team Epic, but it's like a... Uh, like these little shorts. Mm-hmm. And I watched it subbed because I watch most anime sub. And it was really funny and I thought it was hilarious. And then... Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. And so I asked someone, is it funnier, it's subbed or dubbed? And they're like, I'm not really sure. You have to watch it. So I watched the whole show over again, dubbed. And like, I, the first episode, I just turned it off. Like, the jokes were different. It mm-hmm. wasn't funny. Like, it was just... It was really bad. Like, nothing translated the same because Japanese people have cultural humor. It's something that you wouldn't know unless you live in Japan or you understand their culture. So, like, that's what makes it, like, anime special sometimes. It's just, like, it's it's something that we don't get here. I'm trying to remember the name of that this anime. So, don't you know that um, Saitama? Not Saitama. Oh, it? haven't you heard I'm Sakamoto? Have, have you heard I'm Sakamoto? Yes. And then it's, you've heard of that? Oh. That was so and funny. Basically, I haven't had time lately, man. No, but the thing is, it's not a, it's not your typical anime where it's like, you know, the hero is literally just a slapstick anime. Haven't you heard I'm Right? And it's just a kid in high school who does amazing things. Like, he's just so cool. He does, he's, people will like try and do a prank on him where he, they pull his chair so he can't and he's sit. just sitting in, in So he's air. just sitting in air. And then uh, some dude <laughs> brought a bee inside the classroom to sting him. He's like fighting with the bee with his pen, pen and he's very serious. And he's just you know, doing his thing. And it's so dope. I don't remember what happened. There was that kid who like his, he lost his clothes for, so for the rest of the series, yes. that kid was just always, of, he had his the underwear. underwear. That was it. He was yes. just in his underwear. He lost his clothes. And then there was one episode where um, the school was haunted and apparently the ghost fell in love with Sakamoto. <laughs> and the ghost was following him. But then all the, it turns out all of the things that all the antics he was doing, that was very much like, crazy anti-gravity gravity defying was the ghost doing it like he yeah. slipped in the hallway and he 
went inside the bucket and the bucket became like a segue and he was segueing through the hallway. <laughs> nice. And, it, and it's just so. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's, it's funny. It's this, a show that it's like yeah. a very leisure show. And then the, the, the sub is like, I don't know if it was a dub, but the, the language itself is very much funny, very respectful. Like Japanese people have this whole, uh, you know, uh, Chan, San, some, uh, yeah, about know, the um, honorifics, honorifics, yeah. and, it, and it's something that, that a lot of cultures don't have. Uh, French, French, and Creole has that a little bit, but not to the extent of like it's not you define a friend, right? Yeah, like in Korea, if if since Gil is older than me, even though we have this level of closeness, if I don't speak to him in um in like a proper form, or what is it called? Damn. Formal formal if i don't speak to him formally like he would get upset and be like don't speak to me like that i'm your elder yeah like in creole like well haitians in general like they have this whole sense of i'm i'm a grown i'm older so you have to like speak to me in a certain way like right like even um so right now you'd say my wife um mongyom like she he's she's the wife like you mrs gill like you say like mrs gill but not like mrs dormius You'll say my first name, Mungiom Vinla. Like that's his wife. You're addressing Gil's wife. And mm. she doesn't have a name anymore. <laughs> She's Miss Gil. I own her now. Yeah, I own her. She's mine. Yeah. Brand. right? Branded. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, it's so dumb. But yeah, culture is culture is very interesting. I mean Yeah, when you get to like the theory mm-hmm, of with, culture. Like I was studying uh like a culture theory. Like a culture. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I was studying Singapore. Uh-huh. Like, their apartment, they have an apartment structure where it's like, you ever seen that one? It's, like, it's called the interlaced apartment. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, one apartment building is like going horizontally this way, and the other one is at the bottom going that way. So they're like that. Like Jenga. Like Jenga. Yeah. It's literally dope. And I'm looking at this apartment. Wait, why? It's, let me see if I can find it. It's on Reddit. and So I that j- you can't hear the heads hit the walls. Which I'm not. <laughs> Like it just, you know, now that everybody's in different, you know, area, the sound travels differently. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? Don't wake up the kids. It's just called the Interlace um, Apartment. And I was just reading about it. And apparently it's not expensive. It's called the Interlace Apartments. And pretty much I was just studying like different Asian cultures, different countries, because I've been thinking, well, we've been talking about it, like leaving America for a while now. And, just and le- then Biden became president. Yeah. So now, that, you're so now instead of escaping like today, which I would have if Trump would have won, now I can take my time and get my passport and do all that stuff. Life acts. Right. I'm so mad. Like, I went to go get my passport and then COVID happened. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to sit on my couch for the next couple Right. Months. You know, people are like, when are you having kids? I was like, well, I'm going to travel this year. And then, you know, next year we're going to vibe. And then the year after that. And I was like, great. I got to push this shit back. So people going to ask me for longer. Okay. So the actual building i thought the apartments were yeah the, staggered. the interlaced no the literal building yeah the little building that's what i meant to say but this is how it looks yeah. so what is the purpose oh that's dope so it's a bunch of them all connected and it's just to save space and then you think that it's a luxury i was getting to my point was you think that like oh yeah you saw it but oh. you think that's a luxury apartment no just basic apartment uh it's twelve hundred dollars a month that's pretty much it. It's just a regular apartment. That's great. You can either live there or live somewhere else. That's like uh, equivalent to a nine hundred dollar a month apartment. Nice. And it's pretty dope. <laughs> just that they have a different language. But mm. yeah, that's it. Like Singapore is one of the like high techest, high techiest, 
high tech. Yes. High tech. Advanced technology. Countries. We're not here for late. the words. We're, We're here, here for, for the, the theories. Yeah. For the yeah. theories. We just get the idea out. Yeah, you, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> like, Put it in so, your own words. Right. It's too much. It's already a lot right now. Like, it's so interesting how other people, like, as an American, we we tend to be so like big headed. Like, man, nobody gonna live anywhere else. We gotta live here. This is the best but then country. You have other places that are like thriving right now with so much dope vibes and freedom and access to healthcare and benefits and work, and we're just here, just with their suffering. stable yeah. mental health and like. So I used to drive over the road. So I've been to several, um, most of the states that are here. And uh, it's literally a whole lot of nothing. Like yeah. it's, it's not very exciting um, anywhere else in the world. Like this city's the same as the next city. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? One might be a little bit faster, but it's all the same concept. So it, it's really not that huge of a deal. Like, like the best all. place I've ever been to, like one of the best places I've been to was like Louisiana. It's very flat, very humidity and hot. But then Seattle had a lot of hills and. It had a it had a really different vibe. It had a very countryside. It has a very like a dope city side. It was like, but none of, none of the people that I met were like over overly like over overtly racist. Like you go mm. down to Miami, you deal with some like racist Cubans. Then you go down to like Jacksonville or somewhere in between that area, Lakeland area, you deal with like some high key racist motherfuckers. But you go to Seattle, it's like everybody's just very much. Like, hey, how you doing? Nice camera. What do you shoot with? Hey, what are you doing? Hey, how you like and they're just people. Northern states since uh before the fifties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just so used to living in Florida and dealing with so much like hate and negativity that it's like when I go somewhere Yo, else, right. it's, it's like what do you want? <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you want from me? I have a friend who lived in California and he was like, so you guys don't really go outside? And I was like, here, no, if you're outside, it's because you don't have a car or you're homeless. Like, no one just be outside like that. <laughs> He's like, you don't say hi to people. I was like, if you said hi to someone, like a stranger, they would probably look at you like, what are you? The fuck you doing talking to me for? Bitch, you gonna rob me? <laughs> he was like, yeah, we don't talk to people. Uh, talking in chains and shit. Right, exactly. I'm not gonna lie. Um, that's not racist, but I do like tend to tuck my shit in or hide my wallet and shit when I walk by white people. I don't know why. I don't know why. I do it just to piss them off. <laughs> just to be like, oh yeah, I don't trust y'all either. You know? Right. It, and I don't it, trust anybody. And it was it was at first it was something to do out of spite, but then I realized you really can't trust anybody. So oh, I yeah. just put my shit away. Like I was at a coffee shop, I just make sure I put my stuff in a nice concise area where I can see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lock my car twice i've done that a couple times where some dude is walking by my car (laughs) yeah motherfucker yeah i don't trust your ass either did you see the snl no dave Chappelle was on there and uh, he said something really interesting he said and i really appreciated it he's like white people should be nice to black people right now to the point where they should be nice to a black person and do something nice that they don't deserve like See a nigga standing in the corner selling crack? Buy him ice cream. He's going to be suspicious. <laughs> but he's going to appreciate it. And he's like, do that. And it was something like that practice would be like, wow, why don't I just do something nice for, for people in general? Because there's a sense of where black people are always doing bad things. So he's like, hey, do something good for this person, even though they don't deserve it. 
And then you realize, oh, shit, this nigga was just in a coffee shop, just taking pictures of shit, not really trying to sell a mixtape. He's just sitting here. Oh, he actually just has friends that he just casually talks to. So he's regular just like me. Oh, shit. And that idea, like, even though it was a joke, De Chappelle has the ability to, like, cross, like, racial barriers with people. Like, I so many, I know actual people who voted for Trump who love Dave Chappelle. And he's Dave Chappelle's black. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dave Chappelle has the ability to bring people together. And with that statement he made last night, I feel like it resonated with a lot of people. And I really hope a lot of white, white Americans... Or Cuban Americans. There's a lot of motherfuckers like that who voted for Trump. All Americans. All Americans. Yeah. All yeah. Americans. Gross. Yeah. You're all talking right. about gross, but I was um you ever watch that movie uh Pay It Forward with that no. little kid mm-hmm. from like the Sixth Sense and like uh Kevin Spacey? Yes. Okay. So there's been several times where like I've been the dude where my car is like broke down on the side of the road and um somebody helped I remember me out. you I helped you. Yeah, yeah. That's I was right. that guy. <laughs> um so somebody helped me out and it was kind of like when people do nice things like that um when it's kind of like I didn't ask for it, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But someone took that time, that effort to be like, "Hey, you're another person, you're in need." Like I'll consciously make that effort to turn around and pay it forward. So literally it was, it was years ago. Um, my car ran out of gas. Some dude offered to use his car to push my car to the gas station. All right, cool. Bet. Like a couple weeks later, I saw these girls on the side of the road. It looked like they ran out of gas. I was like, let me help you push your car to the gas station. Just those little things like impacting the next person, impact the next person, you know, and just move humanity forward. But here's, here's the thing. So me and Anton, my, my friend, we were just driving out somewhere and we saw two girls with a car broke down and it turns out that they had a flat tire. So we offered to change your tire for them. And it was just the same concept, the same mentality where you're doing something nice for somebody hoping that they pay it forward. The issue with some people is that and it's not just black people, not just white people. Some people don't have never experienced an act of kindness to the mm-hmm. point where they don't know how to react. These w- young women were offering sex as payment because we helped them out. And we're like, we don't want anything. They yeah. were attractive, but it's just like, that's so sad that we're offering you help in the time of need. And the best thing you can offer us is sex. We don't want anything. We just yeah. want you to pay it forward. And we, that's always said, no, nah, baby, no, nah, we good. We good. Just, you know, help somebody else next time. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I always think about that. And I always say hi to people, even though, like I said, they don't respond to me. We said our last couple episodes where I said hi or open the door for a young woman and she just walked right in, didn't say anything. And I'll continue to do that. I'll continue to stop my car when I see somebody needs help, open the door for somebody, because we need to start making this normal where I'm just doing this nice thing because I want to do it for you. Right. Yeah. That's like, I don't want anything. I just. I'm just a nice person. I'm doing this. I'm really doing it for me because I want more people to think like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, on that note, (laughs) (laughs) you see, like podcasting, like when you're thinking of the ideas, it's it kind of feels difficult. But all we did was read a question that said, what's your sense of humor? Mm -hmm. And then 30 minutes later, (laughs) it's just kind of just transition. It just happens like that. So podcasting is great. Just like our podcast here at Culture Theory. And you can follow us on Instagram at, you know what? 
let's let's let Gil and Jess tell you better than we can. Hey guys, check us out on Instagram at Culture Theory Podcast. You can also support the show at patreon.com slash culture theory. Stay updated with us on our website, culture theory podcast.com. And we're back. We're back. So that was absolutely amazing. Oh, thank oh, you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> my husband heard that for like the first time and he was like, oh my God. <laughs> sounds so professional with the piano going yeah. on. All right. Gil was in the back playing piano. Yeah, babe. All right. So we wanted to talk a little bit about what the future is going to look like now with our new president elect, Joe Biden. Um, none of us are politically inclined. I'm not even going to pretend like any of us um, really know what, what's happening right now. We didn't know what was happening last four years. We probably don't know what's going to happen in the next four. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we get to a place where uh, there's a lot more, I feel like, involvement. I feel like in the last four years of the presidency, there was very little involvement from people like us who don't make over $500,000 a year just because, you know, that world is not something that's tangible for us. So it's like, why even bother? But I hope and pray that um, there's a lot more community and a lot more um, local involvement in obviously not necessarily the presidency, but in how we treat each other and how policies are created. And, you know, hopefully policies are created for people, not businesses, um, because without us, you know, the essential workers, the the nine to fivers, this country wouldn't be shit. And that was very evident during those three months where the country was locked down and shit went in shambles. So um, just to kind of start this off. So I saw this video um, by comedian David. So if you don't know David, so he's in, I think he's in LA, he's an LA based or just California based comedian, super funny dude. But I saw this video that he put up today and I was listening to it. And um, I'm just going to say I have no shame in saying that I do not support Donald Trump. Uh, I've never supported him throughout this entire presidency. Um, I'm a Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a person. So if there was someone who was not a Democrat who really spoke to me as a person, I would I would I would agree with them wholeheartedly. But um, just seeing not just the president, but the supporters of the president right now and the stuff that they've been doing. I just want to say that there is a huge distinction between the two. And I think David Soule did an amazing job of calling out the people who have given us the most grief in these last four years. So I just want you I want you guys to just listen to this. So Biden is our official president elect of the United States of America. So congratulations to everybody out there who voted for Biden. Now, I'm not here to talk about politics. Because like I said, your boy dumb dumb when it comes to that subject. But definitely one of the things that this presidential race has uncovered is some of the dumbest people saying the dumbest things. And the dumbest thing that I keep hearing is this. Now that Biden has won, I guess we're all moving to Canada. Bitch, Canada don't want you, ho-ass boy. Why is it? that it's an ongoing thing as if it's Canada's responsibility to pick up America's trash when they don't want you in the fucking first place. Did you even ask? You just out here assuming? I thought that this was the greatest country on earth. Isn't that what you said? Then why are you leaving, you disloyal ass motherfucker? Problem is, you think you special. If I remember correctly, weren't you against harboring refugees? Now you off trying to be one in Canada? What? Oh, you think you special. 
I'm speaking for the Canadian homies. They didn't invite you to the fucking barbecue, Becky. And now you go show up to the crib with your macaroni and water freedom salad. Fuck on out of here. And you know what? Canada, of all places, be liberal as fuck. You better watch out. If you thought California was too much, you go out there and you <laughs> go out there and get your fucking moose knuckle sucked, you little homophobe. <laughs> okay, listen. I'm kidding. I'm just trying to hurt your feelings because I think you're dumb as shit. But have a blessed day. And also, <laughs> remember, <laughs> I made love to your so, Fuck you. Uh, that was a little message from comedian Hello? David So. Um, you can follow him at David So Comedy. But... So <laughs> David So uh, made a really good point there. Um, I remember um, when he, like first hearing this and he made the comment, you know, about, you know, America's so great. Now you want to leave or, you know, you're a refugee. You know, you didn't want refugees, but now, you know, now you want to be one yeah. and stuff. And it's just like you're you're doing and and trying to, well, I don't, I don't, no one ever does it. Rarely do people actually leave. Uh, unless you're lucky like shameless mind buy a house in sweden and then you go on vacation in mexico and you never have to be here <sighs> but um people rarely do leave but it just i love the ignorance of how dumb you sound when you say that you don't want people that don't belong here and people shouldn't just be allowed to come in this country this is our country america's best country in the world and and then now now you're mad because your guy didn't win and now you're trying to go to canada for what for what to, to to have all the benefits that they have there that you don't want here, like free health care and like a, a livable wage and, and paid time off and paid leave and the, all that the beautiful stuff. beautiful thing would be if they go to Canada and they're like, wow, this is what, what civil liberties looks like? Right. You know what? We should probably do that in America. Huh. <laughs> I think this is what they were talking about. Yes. I think that's what they meant. Taking advantage of health healthcare system, the education system, take advantage of just Canada. Right. The stuff that we kind of want, we kind of want the same uh, system here, which we're fighting for that, but they don't. Now they want to go to Canada. Right. Which this makes little to no sense to me, but you know what? It's fine. I hope one day, you know, and I don't hate people and you say something that's like, sounds stupid. I'm not going to be like, oh, fuck you forever. Like I eventually want you to hear like, like hear yourself like (laughs) like an interview you know i'm saying like a uh, a friend of ours like this this girl she's a a friend of ours we uh we spoke to her she had these grand ideas and we just wanted her to hear how she sound so we, we we met with her we sat down with her and we let her talk and eventually she she obviously didn't find out how stupid she was but it was funny for us it was yes there was many times where I just looked over at Gil and I was just like, is, am I, yeah. am I hearing? Yeah. Is this, he, yeah. does he hear himself yeah. talking? Is this yeah. happening right now? Um, but yeah, you know, so it's just, as long as you eventually get there, that's fine. Like I, I had told my husband something, I forgot what it was, but I had just repeating this over and over and over again, because I was like, this, this makes the most sense for you in your life. This would, this would help you. And then someone else, I think it was his friend said the same thing to him. And I'll never forget this. He comes to me one day and starts telling me this thing. Like it's this new grand Mm -hmm. idea that he's like, yeah, my friend told me such and such. And a part of me wanted to go, I've been telling you this for years. But, you know, in my head, I was like, you know what? I just wanted him to get it. Mm -hmm. I just wanted him to get it. He got it. And that that was the point. So 
if you one day, if you're a, a hardcore Republican and you're one of them people that was standing outside of a booth with a gun and you telling us go back to Africa and all that other good stuff. If one day you wake up and see that, you know, $15 an hour, which is not a livable wage in the entire country and damn sure not in Florida. No. Um, yeah. So I don't know where people think that giving us 15 is like, oh, wow, you should be happy. By the way, minimum wage still 860 something. So that's even more ridiculous almost almost half of what they're trying to give us which is not even so livable but whatever but if one day you decide that maybe people decide should be able to you know it's less than half get, like well no, it's a little bit it's a little bit over half yeah. but but I, I i completely feel like what you're talking about um i have a friend that i was talking to them about um how society and norms and all kinds of other things like just kind of put us in this place to be cohabitating. You right. know what I mean? Like you end up in like, you know, your like mid twenties, early thirties and you, you know, you kind of partner with someone and then you get caught up in the life of cohabitation. Right. Where it's like, you know, Oh, you have this half, I have this half. And now we have like cool, decent shit, but like, can I do it on my own? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's a, there's a really hard like push to get out of that phase which the regular everyday, you know, rat race and struggle just you can't do it off of just that. So right. you definitely because have to you can't you can 100 percent make it on your own with 15 dollars an hour. But you're going to be living in poor neighborhoods. You're going to have to decide between food or entertainment and you're not going to have a comfortable life. You will live, but you will be surviving. Yeah. And that's not the point. Like, what's the point of living somewhere, living in a country or in a society or anywhere where you're just trying to get by until you die. Who wants to live I think, like that? I think we were saying that on the uh, the bonus episode. You know, you were, we were talking about how work, fear, yeah, just working and working and just trying to just to get in that routine. It's it's disgusting that rat race. It's horrible. I, I hate it. Like every other day, I I think about how you know I'm waking up. Um, not the thing is, you you I don't think in America right now at, at its current state. With if you're not like jumping into in front of the train to your like your your passion, I don't feel like if you're working a nine to five, you're doing what you love. Unless you're working in your yeah. industry and you're happy and you got your degree, you're doing the thing that you love. That is kind of still right. No, even even then, I feel like a lot of like the nine to fives that are in your industry are kind of like traps in and of themselves. Right. Like, I agree. I remember growing up, I used to want to work on cars. So, you know, I got into a point where, hey, this is what I do for a living. I'm at this shop. I work on cars and just the environment itself was definitely not like what. I imagined it would be and it wasn't what the dream was. Mm. So I think like to get into what your dream is, you you definitely have to break out of the societal norms. Like you, you have to go outside of the box because not too many people really dream of being in the box. It's just kind of what they settle for. Yeah. Like, hey, this makes enough money and it's I safe. can do it until I die. Yeah. Cool. Right. Right. People can become complacent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's scary the jump, though. It's just like you have that sense of security and it's like you have, uh, I don't know, it's just kind of. And it's not that it's impossible, but people are afraid to start over. Mm-hmm. Yes. But why would you not want to start over if it's kind of like, you know, ripping the bandaid Time. off? Time. Mm-hmm. Well, people feel like, oh, I wasted all this time doing this, but like, 
Are you happy though? Do you feel like it was an investment? Mm -hmm. No. And I'm like, you know, I I think me and me and finesse were talking about this the other day and it's like working for someone else's dream. Why would I want to do that for the rest of my life? I'm making someone else rich. I'm making someone else happy. Like that's working for them. But like, why would I want to work for someone else's dream? And we can't all be entrepreneurs. Okay. I've seen people, not everybody should have their own business, (laughs) True, (laughs) you know, but, um, but I've seen people like, I know certain people who have their own business and it's great. Like they're flourishing. Like I know so many people who like I grew up with, they're like, yo, I just did it, bro. I quit my job and I did this. And I I know some people that I, I used to work with and he literally had no idea how to even shoot a specific camera. He had no idea about camera photography in general. He's like, I just have this idea, bro. I'm just going to quit working here and I'm going to start it. I'm going to buy his camera with my retirement money. And he's flourishing right now. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely dope. You have to be willing to lose, though. That's something that a lot of people cannot handle. They can't handle losing, rejection. If you're that kind of person, 100%, you should not be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. It's very hard. Like, I quit my job. I had a marketing job. I was making like sixteen fifty an hour, which is not a lot of money, but you know, for minimum wage, eight dollars. Yeah. That's that's double what yeah, everyone else uh, was making. You know, it was like free car washes, uh, catered lunches, uh, freedom. Literally, if you just clocked in for forty hours a week, you can just fucking come in and leave whenever you wanted. Type shit. Like, you know, it was a lot of freedom, and it, I was very creative, and I could do what I wanted. But I hated it there. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the industry. I hated my coworkers. And nothing else made it worth it for me. So, you know, I took the leap and I quit my job. I had nothing. I had no money in savings. I had nothing lined up. I didn't have any work. I just quit. And I was like, I'll figure it out. And I did. And it sucked because I I wasn't prepared. I didn't plan anything. So I really just kind of, you know, jumped into open waters. But even though it was weirdly lonely because you are just at home. Well, and what I was doing, I was doing video editing and stuff like that. But being alone was like the worst part. But other than that, I was so happy and I felt so free. And it was like getting a job again. You know, I got a job to have little interaction and have like what I call like consistent money, you mm-hmm. know, because when I was doing odd jobs, it's like, oh, I get to pay a lot of money. But like, when is this going to happen mm-hmm. again? And but it was so freeing. And when I went back to working again, you know, it was cool. But now I have like a taste of what it's like. And I understand a little bit better what I need to do. And it's like, shit, once I got out, like all I'm trying to do now is figure out how to get myself better prepared to do that again. Yeah. Cause you get, you get past all this stuff. It was lonely. It was very, it gets depressing at a point because like I barely went outside. (laughs) Like it was like that type of shit. Um, you know, I ran my errands. I've come home, work, 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 you know, design this, shoot this, film this, edit that, um, or doing it for other people. And you know, it was tough, but like, I dealt with rejection. I applied for like BuzzFeed and stuff like that. And I didn't get it, you know, and I was like all these grand things I thought I was going to do that year. But like, it was so beautiful to be able to get like a taste of that. And just knowing that if this is the worst that it could be like anything better than this, is just like gold to me. And like, that's the other thing about like what's going on with that is you have to probably accept the fact that there will be failure and you have to know like hey this is something that's gonna come up and this is what i'm gonna like have to like dig the heels in and bust through you know so and rejection is great like i did a whole video i did a video that year about um why failing was great and you know listing all the reasons the stuff that i went through and 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 why failing makes you a better person failing makes you um you know a better in your industry you know uh, you, you can ask 
Huh? Yeah, exactly. You yeah. learn when you're doing stocks. Um, if you just throw a bunch of random money in there and you're kind of just watching here and there, and you don't really know what's going on and you lose a bunch of money, you learn next time you know yeah. what to look for, you know, when you really want to make money. Um, you know, same thing with, you know, when we take jobs now, when we were first starting in photography, we were doing anything. Mm -hmm. Anyone that wanted to pay us a dollar to, yeah. to do anything, we were like, yep, bet. Didn't care that it wasn't worth it sometimes. Didn't care about how little money. It's just like, oh, we want to get our foot in the door. Um, but now we know what to look out for. This isn't worth it. That's not worth it. Um, this is this is a good opportunity. Oh, this doesn't pay, but I can get my name out there. Um, now I know how to use this equipment. Now I know what I need for a shoot, for a wedding, for a baby shower, yeah. whatever. You learn, mm -hmm. you know, and that was from failing and having shitty jobs and annoying clients. And, you know, now we know that we have to, you know, hey, you want more edits than this? Yeah, you got to pay for yeah, them. Literally you got like a paywall now. It's like, right. Hey, how much do you charge? Send them an invoice. They click the app. I can see them looking at it. They could, I can see what part they're looking at. It, I tell them how many edits they're getting, all that shit. So leave me alone. I have, I give you all the information. Right. And it literally deters maybe like 80% of the people. So now like pretty much eliminates them saying, can I get this for this? Nope. This is the rate. This is the invoice. You pay everything there. You have all the information at the date, the time, the studio location, all that. Leave me alone. Are you going to pay or what? Right. And it, it saves so much time. And that way, instead of me, like I've learned doing the texting back and forth. Yeah, yeah I think I can do. I don't know. Let me send you some outfit Let, suggestions. What do you think? What do you, what do you think, think we should do for this? And, oh, they still do that. But, yeah. But it's like, <laughs> uh, 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 nope, this is what we're doing. We're doing studio. This is how much it costs for the studio rental. This is how much it costs for this edit. This is how much it costs for that. Do you want that? I have another estimate and I send them that and I can see which one they're looking at. And a person paid invoice deposit. Cool. Right. All right. We're good to go. Mm -hmm. yeah. So is, that's so much better versus versus how I used to do it. Yeah. We'll, we'll, and like spending two hours on a phone call and I'm like talking to them and they, then I'm like, oh, yeah. So it'll be like 200. Oh, I'm going to look let around. Me, let me call you back. Right. Let me, so let me look two around. hours on the phone talking to somebody hoping that they will say yes. And then they don't because I'm charging them two hundred dollars. And they think of that since I'm being friendly, they I'm, I'm gonna give them a deal, and now I'm, like, I'm gonna shop somewhere else. Like you, you want two hundred dollars for like just a headshot? I, I want a headshot and a video shoot for like one fifty. No. Who are you haggling? Yeah, right. you know what I'm <laughs> this so isn't this now isn't like the I just flea market. send them that link, and it stops eighty percent of the people. The bazaar. Yeah. Right. <laughs> people are weird. How many camels? Yeah. <laughs> Three camels. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, you learn. You learn yep. a lot when you fail. So failing is, is a beautiful thing. But in terms of, like, moving forward, I know we start off the episode you were talking about, like, wanting to, like, go forward in your passions. What what have you learned as far as, you know, because you mentioned that you've had, like, multiple jobs and, you, you know, you kind of come back to this and this is, like, what you really want to do now. What have you learned in all those jobs that you've had and what makes what makes the life that you had living those jobs um, different than kind of what you're going for your passion? Like what makes this more enticing than than that work? What's different? Freedom. I think that's probably like the best word to describe what the end goal for. So at freedoms least a, in what way? Like what freedom? Anyway, in every way, like you want to 
have freedom with your time, freedom with your finances, freedom to make the choices and decisions that you want to do. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so I think like, you know, I took some time off of work and uh, I sat at the house. I did absolutely nothing, like not a single thing. The day that I had to be back at work, I was so pissed off. And it's not the people that I work with. It's not what I do. The main thing that upset me so much was having to work on other people's time. Like, that's the one thing that no matter what, no one else can just give me. Like, right. that's mine. I have it till it's gone. And then it's a wrap. Right. Money comes and goes. Like, relationships come and go. Like, all of the material stuff that's in the world around me, I've I've been in a situation where I have absolutely nothing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I've been in a situation where I have all the nice shit. And either way, all of that stuff just disappears and fades away. But, like, right. the time that I have for myself to do the things that I want, like once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. So yeah, you can't get that back. Yeah. Just being on other people's time just really rubbed me the wrong way when I just, you know, turned around and looked at it. So, yeah. So what are some steps that you're taking to help you pursue what you want to do? And do you want to talk about it all? Like what, what it is that you would love to start doing? So, um, what I'm going to start doing is, Along the lines of con- uh, content creation, but, you know, baby steps, because I've never really, like, done this before. Right, so right. I like... Those are the best, because you have um, the ability to just put out what you want to put out. You don't have any roadblock. Well, I can't do that, because the CRI is too low, or that, blah, blah. You're just like, I oh, want to yeah. put my good shit out. I just want to put it out. Also, yeah. you don't have the expectation, because yes. now you're at the level that we're at. And not mm-hmm. to say we're big or anything, but when we first started podcasting, it was just like... Let's have some fun. Let's yes. get on Zencaster yes. and and do whatever. But now, yeah, <laughs> we're on mic, peaking and shit, peaking. you know. But now we have a certain level of professionalism. We mm-hmm. know that we have to speak a certain way. There's a certain dynamic you have to have when you're on a podcast with someone else. And now that we actually have a Patreon, we have a financial obligation to create content for other people, which we love. Yes. We we we're gonna do this anyway, whether or not y'all donated to the Patreon. We're we're gonna do this. But um, there's that that little bit of like. We can't just skip this week. Like Mm -hmm. the episode we put out last week was a day late, but we literally had to get up super early one morning before we had to go to work and like do it, bust it out real quick. I I didn't have time to upload it. I had to upload it the next day type of shit before work again. And it's like for the fans. Right. Mm -hmm. But we love it. And that's the difference. Like if we could do this forever, I wouldn't mind. Like for us, you know, it's more than an hour. I always say, oh, my God, Gil, imagine if we could make this amount of money in uh doing working an hour a week it's really not an hour a week we're in here all the time if we're not working on literally doing the podcast like you've been here for a few hours now and we've only been recording this podcast for 58 minutes but we do the bonus episodes and we create content we talk about stuff like the same we were talking Mm -hmm. about content creating we do the same thing Mm -hmm. like it's like when you're a doctor and you learn about new diseases or new uh, treatments and stuff like we do that new equipment comes out new features new, new abilities like, i just updated the firmware to yeah like, i was just gonna yeah. say updating the firmware yeah. like we do that all the time or hey so this week this really worked or next week hey let's try doing this or adding this you know and but i would just like damn yeah. like this is That's even like, though it's a lot of work and we're obligated to create this content now because people are actually expecting it we love this shit mm-hmm. we love this shit and it's it's kind of on other people's time, but it's ours. Like you're coming to see my content. Yes. I'm not creating content for you. Even though this is for the people, you know, 
you're coming to see something that I'm making. It's like an artist. Mm-hmm. You go to a gallery. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're not working for those people. You want them to come mm-hmm. in and see it. You want to make art that other people will like. But it's really what you wanted to create out of your heart, which is super dope. And I think like the other thing about it is like, yeah, you guys are doing the podcast and people are listening, but it's something that you guys all enjoy yes. at the same time. Right. Because otherwise, like, why pay for it if I don't enjoy it? Mm-hmm. You know, right. why show like up? Like OnlyFans, like you get <laughs> you know the, the other day i um i almost subscribed to one of our friends only fans okay i was like you know what and it's like i, I just could cash out for 10 bucks right i just cash out for i don't need to see them titties right it could have just been feet no nah, i think she has her titties on there yeah I like everybody's titties, so yeah. I would have just been like, "Yes, bitch, work." You know? Cash app her, and she's like, "Let me just text you." No, don't text me. I just want to support you. Show them to your wife. <laughs> right? Women love a good titty. Yeah, women love titties. We do. I feel like women are very um, they removed from the sexual nature of the body. Wow, she looks great. Dudes be like, like the other day, some dude saw me. Damn, Gil, you looking good, bro. I'm like. Oh yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. You missed me, yeah, All right, bro. Sir. All right, bro. <laughs> Come on, man, you look good, man. I'm like, uh, yeah, thank you. Damn, girl, you look good. Right. Yeah, that's different from a woman. Yeah, it's like, definitely oh. perfectly fine. Right. Right. I think guys actually like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're looking great, girl. Oh my gosh, just some nice, nice hat. You know right. what? I actually thought about that the other day. Um, so me personally, when I'm out in public, like. I like being catcalled. Like, I like when girls like just, mm-hmm. but on the flip side, like, girls do not like that shit at all. So no. I definitely don't do it, but like, it's just the thought of it is funny, like, how so many things are just inverse. Well, no offense, so, but I feel like men are very egotistical in a way, even if you're not like narcissistic. Mm-hmm. I feel like men like that. So you like struck the eager, like, yeah, I still got it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. Like, I got catcalled um, while my wife was like, I think she was getting something from the car or something like that. And she was like, hey, she was she was hitting on you. You can't tell her that. <laughs> you gotta act I, I, like you don't like, know. What do you mean? She's just saying hi. <laughs> Baby, I haven't been hit on in like I nine years. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> yo, I had to play stupid. I was like, no, nah, <laughs> we talking about. What? I don't even. I don't. I don't even remember what that is. No, she. She's talking about me. She's just a neighbor. What do you mean? She's. She's just laughing. She just made a joke. No, she was hitting on you. Like you. You know, you're looking good, babe. So she's hitting on you. No, I don't think so. Yo, I'm not gonna lie though. I love when my man gets hit on. Like that for me, that's such a power thing. Yeah. Like yeah, my man got it. What's up, bitch? You want to hit this? Hey. Hey, you want you want his phone number? <laughs> Alex loves when she's like. I still find this weird, but she likes when other guys call me. Hey, what up, boss? It boss man. Mm, like when I go somewhere and like either at a restaurant, it has you going, boss. She's like, oh yeah, they they, they, they respect you. She gets uh, up, yeah. the seats wet. <laughs> she's like, oh wow, they, they he he respected you. Oh, sure. Yeah, hey, this is what it is. It hey, was so boss man. But she's like, oh, wow. She's like, he respects you. You go somewhere and people are intimidated. I'm attracted to power. Yeah. So if I feel like my partner has some kind of like power over someone, I'm like, oh, that's fucking hot. Yeah. Yeah, tell him to do something again. <laughs> Give me some water, water boy. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, but men are, men are weird like that. Like, I, I, I would play stupid. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. I don't I don't think so. Uh, or like, she, she was like, oh, wow, that guy, he complimented you. I'm like, 
it's all right. Yeah, yeah. You always have to downplay. You don't. Ha- you don't. Like, you never. Yeah, she did hit on me. Yeah, he, that's so no. lame. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, she's probably listening right now. Like, nigga, shut up. You <laughs> <laughs> dumbass. Yeah. Wow. So. So me and Gail are really big on like manifesting. Like I was telling you on the way here, I was telling about the house. Like you moved in here, and we we're yeah. like, "Yo, that'd be so dope mm-hmm. if we live next to each other, so we could like create content all the time, and we could do the podcast." And, and uh, like a couple of years later, I ended up like accidentally finding a house here, and it was like literally I can see Gail's house from my house. So I always, uh, you know, talk about that one thing where I, you know, I always said I would move into a home. Like when I, before before Gil. Or before I told Gail I was going to buy a house near his, I lived in a house with my family. And then we all moved away. I lived in an apartment that was close to my job. And I told myself, I'm not living in this apartment for more than a year and a half. And when I leave this apartment, it's going to be because I'm going to buy my first house. And so I went and talked to uh, some financial advisor. And he was like, honestly, the way it's looking, you guys are going to have to wait like two years. There's no way. There's no way you're going to get a house this year. And I said, okay. And I left. And I was like, run that shit. Right. (laughs) And I was like, I went home and I was like, what can I do to get this house right now? So we were looking or whatever. And we, and at this point I really wasn't finding anything. And I had felt like a little discouraged, you know, because it's, what can you really do? You know, there's, there's numbers and and money involved. I can't make it appear out of thin air. And I was freelancing that year too. So I had literally nothing, nothing. I had just enough to get by and that was it. So um, I, it was, I was looking with my realtor, I had it contacted a year before and I told her, listen, um, I, let's just, let's just drop the house. Can you help me look for an apartment? Which she typically doesn't do, but because she liked me and I had done the job for her, like some video work and stuff for her, she was like, typically I don't, but for you, I will let's, let's find this apartment. So we're looking, we're looking, we're looking. And she finds an apartment, not an apartment, but a house here that was for rent. And I was like, cool, it was in my budget. I was like, let's do it. And she goes, oh, it was rented out. They didn't update the listing. I was like, damn, I'm all excited. I'm telling Gil, I'm like, yo, look, go look at the house for me. He's like walking by, checking it out. And I was like, damn, that sucks. You know, it's, it's a little close to our dream. And then she's like, wait a second. There's a house here that's selling for lower than all the other homes in the area. And I was like, you know what? We're not ready to buy right now, but fuck it. Let's just go look at it. Go check out this house do a little tour. I think the homeowners were on vacation. So I looked at the whole house. I looked at my husband. I was like, let's take it. Let's take it. Let's just try. And she was like, you don't have to. And I was like, you know, fuck it. Let's just put our financials in. Worst thing that'll happen is you say no. Yeah. Yeah. We do it. We made it fucking happen. You know, I think what you said right there is a big thing that like a lot of people will probably have to get over in their lives. Just that thought of the worst thing that could happen is they say no. Right. Like, what else is going to happen? Right. (laughs) Because it's already a no. You not doing it is already a no. The worst thing that could happen is what's already happening right now. You not having it. You putting yourself in a position in which you can obtain what you want is like, it's so powerful. That's That's the next step. So we ended up, you know, we had, and we had nothing. We had no money to put down. We had nothing. And we figured everything out. Like, we figured everything out. And it happened. And it was exactly a year and a half after I moved into an apartment and I bought a house next to Gil. 
And I always say, because people are like, you're crazy. There's no way. How are you going to do? You have no money. I don't care. And I was stressed. And I've told my boss this a hundred times. Whatever you want to do, you could absolutely 100% do that shit. But you have to truly believe no matter what other people think or not even what when you have that like inkling of doubt in your head. You can't let that shit come in. If you want that shit, you got to go for it. Like you have to you have to just believe that it already exists. Someone told me everything that you want in life already exists. You just haven't gotten it yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. Everything that you've wanted that you think that you can have for yourself is out there. You just have to go and get it because mm-hmm. you still have to do the work. Mm-hmm. Wanting yeah. something doesn't make it happen. You That's still have exactly to put in the work. I was just thinking, put it in the work. Like Right, exactly. Like I like the word manifest because yes. it's like, to me, I like to break it down. Like Here we go. You be manual about it. You got to like get, get the groundwork and then fester. You got to dance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when you get it. Right. So I always like, I always tell myself like, you know, if I don't get something that I went for, it's because it wasn't for me or because mm-hmm. I didn't really want it. Because anything that I've ever truly, really, really wanted, I've gotten it. So you have to, like, really believe that shit. And you have to know that, like, like I had a YouTube video. Like, I was like, yo, I'm never going to be, like, a popular YouTuber. It was a joke. Like, I had did a Q&A video. I told everyone, any question you send me, I'm going to do a video for everyone. I don't care what you ask. So I have a friend who always jokes. He's like, you ain't got no ass. And so his question was, how do girls with no ass throw it back? And so I was like, I wasn't going to answer the same it. way other bitches do. Right. Right. <laughs> like. So in my video, it was just like, I answered it, but it wasn't serious because it was just like, I knew it was a joke. And I was just like, I don't know. I feel like how everyone else does it back. I don't know. Y'all watch porno. You've seen the shit. And I don't know what happened because I didn't really share them like heavy or anything like that. But it has like right now over 5,000 views. One of my videos on a good day, if I don't share it, maybe 40, 50, 30. <laughs> This shit has 5,000 views. And every time I check, it's like a few more. Right. And I don't know what happened. It was just like, I wanted to be a YouTuber and you know, that's, that's the shit's going to happen. It's going to be random and it's going to, but it's going to happen. I just have to be patient and I have to work. So I was watching an interview and it's interesting that you were talking about that on YouTube because, um, one of the things that the guy was talking about was, Hey, when you're, when you're dealing with YouTube and you're putting out content, the great thing about it is your your very next video could be your million view like video, mm-hmm. like right. straight up and legit. Like you just don't know until you put it out. So you exactly. have to do the work and you have to put it out. Just like it, when you ask yeah. a music artist, like, did you think this song was going to be as big as it was? Or like, no, honestly, I just mm-hmm. put it out. Just put it out. Yeah. I feel like that you know, evergreen content, like people do want to know how do girls without an ass <laughs> throw it back. Right. They type it in. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, that's how it works. You know, I don't know if I put something, you know, in the description or in the title that like was well, trending or you whatever. Bomb ass thumbnail. That's right. what it was. Right. Yeah. It was just I bet you didn't back. even have a thumbnail. You just probably just put it out. No, I had a thumbnail. Like I was, cause for the question series, like, I got, I was actually like making, I was, I was in the middle of like trying to figure out what I want my thumbnails to look like. So it like, I did put the same effort into that as I did in other videos, but it was like a really quick video and it was supposed to be funny and jokey or whatever. And like 15 seconds, right? Yeah. It was a few minutes. Yeah. It was probably like five minutes, yeah. but probably less than that. But it was just like, you never know. So you have to like do it just like, um, there's this, uh, a YouTuber I watch called Nisi Pisa and she like didn't really have a lot of subscribers but there was this really famous youtuber i was watching and he was like he's a he does makeup and he was like oh my god i was watching all these videos over weekend and i found this video by this girl named nisi pisa and it was hilarious or whatever and i was like i don't really like makeup but i like him so i'm gonna go see it and i'm falling in love with her videos and she's super funny and now she's blowing the fuck up because you know 
one guy got bored on YouTube and was watching a random video and just thought she was funny and shared it. And then boom, just like David. So like I, I shared that clip cause I thought it was funny. And, um, I went to check, I always check my, my metrics and stuff. So I'm looking to see how many people watch my story. And I have like a hundred plus people watching my stories. And I was like, shit on a good day at the end at the 24 hours, I maybe get like 30, 33, mm-hmm. 40 if I'm lucky. And then she was like 100, 108. It's like, yo, I posted something because I genuinely thought it was hilarious. He shared it and now everyone's checking my shit out. And that's, it just happens like that sometimes. So you never know when you're streaming if someone's going to just be watching a random stream. Like, I don't look for a certain game or whatever. Like, if I'm looking for someone to watch streaming, like, I don't really watch streaming. So if I watch someone, it's like, oh, I really want to, like, have to find that person entertaining or whatever. Someone could be watching a random stream and it's like, yo, this dude's funny. Let's raid his shit. And now everyone's following yeah. you. And then now all of a sudden you got all these people who love you. Like it yeah, just it's happens, happens, but it's not going to happen if you don't stream or if you're like, oh, well, only five people watched my stream yesterday. So what's the point? Yeah. You know, you never know unless you put in that work and, and you put yourself out there because it's just it's, it's Peter McKinnon was on YouTube for a year and he got a million subscribers. Some people are on YouTube for nine years mm-hmm. before they hit 500,000 so subscribers. So many other YouTubers that were just low-key really excited but high-key hated because his quality was okay and he was just starting out he was doing it because i just like youtube videos i right. could be i want to be a youtuber i want to try it out he was figuring this stuff out he's like i want to do music i want to do drumming he made this 10 five step five camera hacks and some uh it wasn't buzzfeed it probably was buzzfeed some other uh magazine company uh reshared it and made an article about it I used to use this app called Umano because um, I, I used to work in this. I still work in this warehouse, but I had this uh, job where I had to like fucking lift shit all day. So I had this thing, read articles and it was an article about his video. And I was like, oh, who's this, who is this guy? Oh, 10 camera hacks. Let me save this and let me go to YouTube later on tomorrow or today and check it out. Saw it. Video's cool. Subscribe. Next thing you know, he's like blowing up that year. He became a, a he had a million subscribers in a year. And it's he's crazy. like killing it right now. Like it's, it's wild how you can just, he just did the thing because this is what I do. And that's not even what he does. That's, like yes. he worked at a camera store in Canada. Mm-hmm. He had no idea about anything to do with cameras that's except an, that he an, could sell them. Yes. That's another thing too. He doesn't. Well, now he does. Yeah. Now he's sick. Now he's sick, but he, his knowledge in camera wasn't all there like most of his experiences were just like sales sales and you know he knew how to take a good picture but they it weren't like in depth like like me and you are but now they are because now he's like yo shit, i got i gotta i gotta learn <laughs> some shit on my game you know what i'm saying like he's he's dope man i and i really look up to him in a big way him joe rogan uh marquez brownlee uh mkbhd tech dude no he's like the biggest youtuber in the world no black kid Reviews phones? No. Okay. Uh, yeah. So they're they're like YouTubers. I'm that super I, busy. I, I actively my like life. look up to. Um, oh, I got that Zoom meeting. It's five o'clock. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. Tell me, like, hold on a couple more minutes. Yeah, but I really look up to them um, in a big way, simply because they give me hope that because that's how big YouTube is. Yeah. Like MKBHD right now has 9 million subscribers on YouTube. I believe 9 million, a little bit more than that. And he's so big and yet you don't know about him. 
Yeah. No, you don't. And that's how big people are like, oh, well, it's kind of too late for me. No, it's not. No, it's not. The Internet is so huge to the point where it's like you can create content today and blow up like that kid, <laughs> Nate, who reviews toys a little. Yeah. Like he's he's like a millionaire. So MKBHD. But right that's also like the other thing that like people um, don't get. 12.8 like, million subscribers. That number, when you think about it, 12.8 mm-hmm. million Right. People that are subscribed, but there's billions of people in the world. You know what I mean? That's like saying, oh, yeah, that's comparing a single dollar to like thousands of dollars. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That like that's really a concept that's like maybe a lot of people aren't thinking about it that way, because even that, you know, 12 million or whatever, compared to the seven billion people that are in the world, like it's peanuts. Yeah. Right. That's true. Damn. All right, guys, we got to wrap it up. Got a Zoom meeting to attend. <sighs> That's what 2020 is now. Right, Zoom meeting. I have meetings. a Zoom meeting. All right, so any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Uh, I'm very hopeful for this year Hell and yeah. next year Hell and yeah. the next Hell yeah. 12 years because Kamala Harris is going to be president. So, so my, my manifestation is to quit my job um, because my content creating is supporting me full time by the end of this year. Sounds wild, but shit, let's make it happen. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's do that damn Hell's thing. Hell yeah. All right, guys. So as as always, thank you so much for watching. But a huge thank you to our Patreon patrons who support the show every single month. It's only month two, but let's make it to month three. Hell, shit. Let's make the month, you know, 25 million 25. bajillion. All right. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, you already know what it is. You know what it is. If you'd like to support the show, you can donate to our Patreon, just like our theorists, your boy Jay Pizzy, Vic Peck, Kenneth Collins, Alberto Glover, Antonio McFadgen, Galdalia Dormius, my mom, Andre Harris, and Ashley. Ashley. Oh man, that was good. So, a huge thank you to our amazing Patreon theorists for supporting the show. You guys are the bomb.com. Y'all are the bomb diggity. Y'all are the bee's knees. You hit, you slap, all that. All right. So thank you again for watching the show. Thank you to our amazing guest, Finesse. Thank you for being here. No, thank you guys for having me. The exposure is great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just here for the exposure from you guys. But uh, yes, don't forget to listen to Culture Theory every single Friday, everywhere you get your podcasts. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.